Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Davidson Hang Reflections and Lessons from a Life Worth Living podcast, episode 70. And if you're tuning into my YouTube channel, feel free to subscribe. We'd love your support. So today I'm going to share with you Alicia Keys' books and some of my takeaways. Uh, her book is really profound. I have really enjoyed it so far. So I'm going to share with you some of the passages and my reflections on why that was meaningful for me. So here we go. So her biography is called, well, uh, for those of you who don't know who Alicia Keys is, she's a, a pretty famous singer. Um, I really enjoy her. She's a great songwriter. And her book, she's produced a ton of, so she's a classically trained pian, uh, pianist, started composing songs at 12 and then signed at 15 years old with Columbia Records. And um, yeah, really, really enjoy her, her music. It's really thoughtful. She's been one of the most, she's one of the most influential people in the world because of a lot of the work that she's doing with her nonprofit. Um, and her book is called More Myself. So I'm going to start. I'm often asked where my melodies and lyrics come from. I may never fully comprehend how a song sprouts from nothingness into existence. And truthfully, I'm not tempted to decode the mystery. I hope to be constantly surprised in amazement of how the tiny seed of a possible chord or lyric miraculously springs to life. That unexplainable process, that alchemy, is part of what separates art from logic and reason. I don't create from a set of rules or formulas. I tap into my true feelings and experience and experiences and allow them to guide me. I think this is just a beautiful way to explain the, the human life and how her miraculous and how beauty it is. And I think music has a way of touching people beyond uh, just words. I think the combination of words and the sounds is just something magical. So num uh, number two, life's current was so obviously carrying me in the direction of music. Rather than trying to swim upstream, I simply let the tide carry me forward. At the time, I wouldn't have described it that way, nor did I truly understand that there was a flow with my name on it. But from this side of life, I could see how every moment, every experience, every pivot, and even my supposed missteps have been life's way of getting where I have always been meant to go. Rather than resisting the current, I learned to surrender. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting one for me as uh, I've made a lot of questionable decisions, but now I'm able to see how beautiful all of the, the negative, what I perceived as the negative circumstances at the time and how it's created me to the person I am today. So I'm very grateful for that. So I think that acceptance, learning to surrender can serve anyone uh, no matter where they are in life. Number three, a mother whose very presence gave me a deep sense of stability, the solid grounding I felt every time I walked through our apartment door. In essence, I long for two mutually exclusive realities, intricable connection and a full-fledged self-reliance. So I think it's interesting how humans, we all have a need for 
wanting to feel connection and wanting to feel close to someone. And she talks about the relationship between her and her mother. And then also the freedom of knowing that you don't necessarily need someone. And I think it's a tricky balance to see. I think we all go through that at some point or another. Number four, it saddens me that most of my heart is bitter towards you. I wrote, it's only the little part that feels sad. That's not bitter. All I want for you is to mind your own business. I don't want the, the phone calls. I don't want the letters. I don't want the fake acts that you pull to try to make you think you care. I don't want anything. By the time those words rolled from the tip of my pen onto my notebook paper, my longing for my father has hardened into resentment. My mother still recalls the many times when Craig said he'd fly in to see me, but for some reason unknown to me, then he did not show up. I sit by the window in our living room, looking down over the terrace to see if I could glimpse him arriving. An hour or so after the appointed time, the phone would ring and I would overhear my mother in hushed tones in her bedroom saying, okay, I understand. Moments later, she's She'd emerge into the living room with a disappointed etch on her forehead as she announced, he can't make, he can't make it. That was a conversation over expectations once again dashed. It's interesting because I think people that have such beautiful arcs of work, of work and songwriters included, they've experienced a certain amount of pain. Um, Anthony, Anthony Bourdain is another good example where he had so much pain and uh, he was able to communicate that so well through his videos, his shows, his writing. So in a way, yeah, I, I can relate to that, um, you know, not seeing my father. And, um, you know, I don't know if I've ever thought he was coming back. I know I, I probably have lost hope, but in a way, um, I, I can relate to a lot of what she's saying. Number five. Uh, he be, uh, became my people. And, and yet through every age and stage, I kept my mass in position. The less others really knew about me, I reasoned, the less ammunition they have to make me look foolish. Only if I revealed my tender spots could they wound me, my true self, the one I kept so deeply concealed, only emerged in my diaries. There I could unveil. If mother got heated and I got tongue-tied, I could escape to sort out my thoughts and gather my words before the two of us spoke again. And alongside my musings and misgivings lived my poetry, my unfinished lyrics, my schoolgirl crushes, my feelings about Craig, which is her father. On cotton pages scrawled with purple ink, I don't have to be tough or brave or capable or strong. I could just be me. Yeah, I think this is great. There's there's something about music and writing for me that you can able to write it out. And it's it's a little bit, it's very personal, but it's less personal in the sense that no one's in front of you at the moment. Um, so I think it's a beautiful meaning, meaning medium of expression, of self-expression. Number six, my ballet teacher, thin and lanky, ordered me to tuck in my thick behind after I already tried to do so. With her second request, I became acutely aware that my butt was never going to tuck in as tightly as those of my classmate with smaller backsides. I suddenly felt self-conscious about a curvaceous figure that I'd been mostly happy with until then. Um, yeah, she, she talks about her insecurities and I think we all have our own insecurities. Uh, it's, a it's a very relatable 
quote. And I really appreciate her sharing so openly like that. It takes courage to talk openly like that. Number seven, my mother had to be strict as a matter of my survival. I grew up near, Dis uh, near Times Square before it became Disneyland. During a time when Hell's Kitchen lived up to its name, the kitchen in most homes is the place where all the action goes down, where everyone passes through or congregates. It's hot, it attracts dirt, it's often loud and odorous, all accurate descriptions of my old stomping grounds. Living in New York City, I can certainly relate to what she's talking about. Number eight, Chopin was my homie. His compositions were poetry for the, for the piano, layered, measured by measure, with a dark passion and poignancy that still speak to me. Miss Pine believed, as I do, that great music is not confined to one style. As she guided me in studying the greats in every genre, she also encouraged me to add my own flair to play from my heart. If I heard a song I loved on the radio, like Brian McKnight's Never Felt This Way, she had me create and perform my own composition. Her approach wasn't traditional, but it was genius because it kept me tuned in. Number nine. So I'm going to read to you two more. And then my overall reflections about her book so far. In my mother's gaze, I see grace. I see her profound love for her only child, a baby she once bravely chose to keep. I see a woman whose father was gone too soon and a mother is determined to protect her own little girl from life's sharpest edges. I see someone who on a prayer and a paralegal's meager check called on heaven to help her firmly ground me. And the last quote. Greg never knew his own biological father. His birth certificate listed only his dad's name and occupation, policeman. Do you want to meet him? His mother had asked a few times when he was a boy. Craig had no interest. Between his mother and stepfather, Michael, he had all the love and nurturing he needed, he told me years later. Yet I've often thought about how the absence of Craig's father must have impacted his relationship with me, perhaps in ways he was not conscious of. And I can only imagine how Craig fatherless himself must have felt that summer afternoon when my mother sat across from him and said she was expecting me. Yes, that he was a father. He was just 27 then. And as he recalls, still trying to find himself. As far as he was concerned, things had not turned out well enough for him, even without his dad around. The, the child my mother was carrying was undoubtedly his, but he told her on that day he wasn't prepared to put on the heavy mantle of fatherhood. Only now, as a parent of myself, can I understand what that might, what may have been true. Craig was living off of the template he'd inherited. On the empty space left by Craig, my Nana and Fafa stepped in. So yeah, I wanted to share with you all this because I think it's a beautiful book. Definitely check it out. I'll include a link to it on Amazon. But yeah, um, that last part definitely resonated with me as not having a father around has helped me be very motivated and help me want to give back and contribute to society through the Orphans Future Alliance, exploring paths and all the volunteer work I do and still do. So yeah, love, would love to hear your, your takeaways from listening to this. If you made it that this far, you're certainly a trooper. And yeah, we'd love any feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. And please leave a review and rating so this can be found by more people. Thanks.